So last time we mentioned um, the ni'am, the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Bani Israel with in the different situations. Whether it was out of um, their misconduct and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pardoned them for those things that they've done. Uh, as as uh, he gave them the opportunity for tawbah, for example, when he told them to kill themselves. Or, for example, that he took their lives and then brought them back, as we mentioned in the previous ayat. And then he also sent blessings upon them. Uh, right? All types of different um, good fruits and good uh, blessings for people to eat with. And then a salwa is a type of bird. Now, a salwa here is important because it leads into... The next ayah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَإِذِ اسْتَسْقَى مُوسَىٰ لِقَوْمِهِ فَقُلْ نَضْرِبْ بِعَصَاكَ الْحَجَرِ Musa alayhi salam, when they were in the Sinai Peninsula, uh, his people complained that they were thirsty. They weren't able to drink, they weren't able to find water, they were lost in the desert for a time. And so Musa alayhi salam, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a suqya, for something to drink. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he revealed to him, Strike with your staff a rock, a specific rock. And from that rock, 12 different fountains of water came out of it. As a marjiza for Musa alayhi And we know Musa alayhi stick had many miracles to it, right? It was the stick that turned into a snake. And it ate all of the other magicians' ropes and sticks when they made it seem like they were snakes. It actually turned into an actual snake and it started to eat uh, their their sihr, their their magic, and uh, it was also the the same the same stick that he struck the water with, and it parted into two, right? وَأُوحِينَ إِلَى مُوسَى نِضْرِبْ بِعَصَاكَ الْبَحْرِ فَانْفَلَقَ فَكَانَ كُلُّ فِرْقٍ كَالطَّوْدِ الْعَظِيمِ and so it split into two large bodies of water, and so in the same the same stick that he had, where he struck it and it hit the uh, the rock. Twelve different fountains came out of it. Why twelve? Twelve tribes. Twelve tribes, right? Um, Bani Israel, they were twelve different tribes. And uh, the most famous of them was the, the one that was given prominence during the time of, uh, of uh, Dawood, right? And that's, uh, that's kind of the whole Zion thing, right? Was to go back to that main uh, tribe. Anyway, so there were 12 different tribes. Each tribe would take from their water. They wouldn't come and fight over the water. Rather, each the water would go to each tribe. Twelve different geysers all started to come out of that rock and feed them. As a marjizah, as a miracle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قَدْ عَلِمَ كُلُّ أُنَاسٍ مَشْرَبَهُمْ Unas is the plural of nas. Right? So each type of people, each different tribe was able to drink from that water and to enjoy that blessing. Eat and drink from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and don't spread corruption in the land. 
But that wasn't enough. Bani Israel didn't like that. So they said, وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ يَا مُوسَىٰ لَنَّصْبِرَ عَلَىٰ طَعَامٍ وَاحِدٍ They said, oh Musa, we don't like one type of food that we're eating. Remember salwa, the bird? They never used to eat that before. They were slaves in the time of Fir'aun. So what was their food before? Onions and garlic and cucumber and uh, lentils, al-adas. So they used to eat those basic foods because they couldn't afford the meat and the, the nice food. And they weren't used to having such luxuries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would would send in their laps. And so out of their um, arrogance, they said, لَن نَصْبِرَ عَلَىٰ طَعَامٍ وَاحِدٍ One type of food isn't enough for us. We don't like this. وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ يَا مُوسَىٰ لَن نَصْبِرَ عَلَىٰ طَعَامٍ وَاحِدٍ فَادْعُ لَنَا رَبَّكَ يُخْرِجْ لَنَا مِمَّا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضُ مِنْ بَقْلِهَا وَقِثَّائِهَا وَفُومِهَا وَعَدَسِهَا وَبَصَلِهَا So they said, O Musa, make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives us five things. What are these five things? min baqliha baqliha is al-baql is it's a type of root that turn it, lo- it looks like uh, white onions it looks like it but it's a type of root wa qithaiha al is uh, is uh, is like a type of cucumber the prophet sallallahu used to like it wa fumiha fum was the original type of pronunciation that the arab used to use for a thum a thum is garlic وَعَدَسِهَا uh, عَدَسِ is lentils وَبَصَلِهَا is onions So give us from these types of foods These uh, basic foods You know, the, it's, not, it's not desecrating the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To say that these are lower in quality Than the birds that were coming That they could eat from that meat That was more uh, nutritious for them It was better for them It was tastier But they didn't like it They wanted something that was lesser قَالَ أَتَسْتَبْدِلُونَ الَّذِي هُوَ أَدْنَى بِالَّذِي هُوَ خَيْرٍ Musa he responded, he said, you're going to switch that which was better for something like this? Why would you do that? Go to any town and you'll find what you're asking for. Misran here has the tanween, which means that it means any kind of town. Al-Misr, uh, for those who know Arabic, Al-Misr means a town or a place. Or it could refer to, Masr could, or Misr could refer to the country. But if it were the country, it would have just a fatha, not a tanween. So if it were the country of Egypt, it would have been Ihbitu Misra. But it's Ihbitu Misran. Go to any town and you'll find what you're asking for. Ihbitu Misran. Meaning, I'm not going to ask this of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's blessing you with something better. You're asking for something worse. This is Su'il uh, Adab. It's not good character. I'm not going to ask for this. Go to any town and figure it out. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established upon them. Because of their kibr, because of their arrogance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He established upon them a dhilla wal maskana, meaning that they were lowly in the hands of people. They never had firm roots. They never had an established land. They never had any power. They were always subjugated to the powers above them, right? So, such as the Romans and, and others that came and, and just treated them as they treated them because of how they were with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al jaza'u min jins al amal, right? The, 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 the reward of how you act is based off of your actions, right? So they acted in a way of arrogance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to them as was appropriate. They were given or they were deserved of the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once a chosen people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala became angry with them. And the prophets used to curse them because of how they used to treat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophets. That's because they disbelieved in the signs of Allah. Now remember we defined al-kufr. 
in the beginning of the surah. What is al-kufr linguistically? Not, not in the shari terms. In the shari terms, it's to disbelieve in Allah as an entity. But linguistically, what is the opposite of kufr? Al-shukr, right? Thankfulness. And so they were ungrateful and disbelieving to the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Namely, the, the birds that would come to them as, as food and sustenance, they not only uh, were ungrateful, but their ungratefulness led in disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يَكْفُرُونَ بِآيَاتِ they would kill the Nabiyyin, they would kill the Prophets without, without rights. They had no right to harm the Prophets. And uh, it, it reached a point with Bani Israel that three Prophets at one time would be in, their, in, in one time frame, all calling to them and they would disbelieve in them altogether. Who can give an example of three Prophets that were at the same time? Two of them were related. Ya'qub and Yusuf, but the John the Baptist. You're close. You're close. Yeah, Isa, Isa, Jesus. Who else? Yahya and and Zakaria, his father. Right. These are th one example. There are obviously other examples, but these were the last, and they came at, they came at a time, and people still disbelieved in them. And they didn't treat them properly. And then Isa, they never accepted him as a prophet to begin with. And they slandered him and they slandered his mother. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, not make us from them in following that, that, that path. That's because of how they used to disobey. And that is how they used to transgress beyond the bounds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established. But not all of them were the same. Not all of them were non-believers. Not all of them were evil. Not all of them used to harm the prophets. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا وَالنَّصَارَ وَالصَّابِئِينَ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Those who believe, and those from the Jews and the Christians and the previous generations, those people before the Prophet ﷺ, if they believed in their Prophet, they believed in their Prophets, and they did good deeds, and they believed in Allah in the last day, then there is no, there's no harm for them. There's no worry for them. They're okay. We're, the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not talking about those people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the people who disobeyed and violated the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, this ayah has a very interesting um, uh, story that Ibn Kathir he mentions, where Salman, al-Farisi, Salman was from Persia. But was, what, what was his religion when he, before he accepted Islam? He was a Christian, right? Why? Because he left Persia and met with the Christians, heard of a prophet that would come in the peninsula. So he migrated to the peninsula to look for the Prophet And in his servitude, he heard of the Prophet that he had emerged. And then he believed in him when he reached Medina. And so the Muhajirin and the Ansari used to fight over what was he? Was he Ansari or was he Muhajir? The Prophet he said, he's from, uh, he's from my family. And so Salman, when... He heard of the, the people that, did, that died before the Prophet ﷺ, that they would go to Jahannam. He felt something inside of him. He didn't like that. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse, that those who were believers, those who were believers at the time of their Prophet um, and, and afterwards, then there is no blame upon them. So for example, the Christians who believed in Isa and were, uh, I guess the term is Unitarian, where they believed in one God, they didn't believe in three, they didn't believe in, in, in uh, 
Jesus actually being God. They didn't believe in those, those different interpretations. They believed in one God, and they believed in the message of Isa salam, and they believed in Musa, then they're Muslim. Right? And so, for example, the, the story of um, Najran and the Ashab al-Ukhdud, they were Christian, but they, there was no prophet at the time. There's, between Isa and the Prophet Sallallahu there was no prophet. And so there's no blame upon those people as long as they believed in their prophet. Once the Prophet Sallallahu comes as a prophet, then they have to believe in him. There has to believe in him. And, and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala he mentions uh, that to separate between the believers. Well, uh, that we believe in some and we disbelieve in others, these are the true disbelievers. In Surah Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Those are the true disbelievers. They pick and choose between the prophets. Um, we accept them all and we believe in all of them. A Muslim who comes and says, I don't believe in Jesus, he's not a Muslim, right? You have to believe in Jesus, you have to believe in Musa um, by necessity, and you have to believe in the Prophet. Um, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions, uh, another incident that had happened. And when we have taken the oaths from you, we have taken the oaths from you, meaning Bani Israel. And we lifted the mountain of Al-Tur over you. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah mentions a more elaborate description of what happened in Surah Al-A'raf. When we get there, inshallah, we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll talk about it. But the mountain of At-Tur, which was the same mountain that Musa السلام, went to the Miqat, was lifted above them like a cloud. And it would be hovering upon them, they would think that it would fall. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took their oath that you take this with power, you take this with strength, you take this with vigilance, you take this with confidence and conviction. Right? Take it with strength. Don't take it flimsy. Don't, don't be worried. Don't, don't be um, um, uh, hesitant with parts of it and play around. No, take it all and uh, uh, take it with strength and vigilance. Um, and 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 mention the blessings in it and remember it and read it and recite it so that you may have piety. Because the Torah is like the Quran, it's the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is used for ta'abud and it's used for ahkam. Thumma tawallaytum min ba'di dhalik. And then you turned away after that. If it were not for the blessings and bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you, you would have been from the losers. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave you for your. Uh, um, uh, misconduct and he, he forgave you despite your arrogance and then you continue to do uh, um, uh, disobedience after disobedience and violation after violation as the generations went on and so this is um, uh, the, the, we'll, we'll stop here at ayah 63 these are really long ayahs there are five ayahs for today inshallah next time we'll talk about the very famous story of the cow that the, 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 the surah is named after um, and we'll talk a little bit about the tafsir of those ayats, inshaAllah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.